Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, and that'll allow you to uh, chat with us directly as we record on Discord, Tuesday nights, right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you could go to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg, and we might include what you uh, have on the show. Uh, this week, I've got a couple stories about injustice in the country that really made me kind of angry. And, of course, some follow-up on uh, hashtag Diaper Dawn, although that's not really trending anymore. So <laughs> We've moved I just on. still find it amusing. <laughs> Uh, one update that uh, I have in the news section, again, I, I kind of start off a little light. I'm just curious what people are thinking about it. Uh, airlines are no longer going to be required to transport emotional support animals. <laughs> so the change in their wording now defines a service animal to be a dog that has been individually trained to do work or perform tasks for uh, the benefit of the person with a disability. So the idea that you're going to bring on, uh, you know, a, an emotional support chinchilla or something is uh, – so you can still bring the animals on, but they're entirely under your domain. Nobody on the plane has to make accommodations for you. Yeah, I'm fine so, with that because people are bringing on, like, emotional support miniature tricky. horses. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like – I mean, you can still transport an animal at the bottom of the plane, right? Yes. Then do it that way. I, I mean, I'm sorry. It, there's there's, there's got to be some limits to this shit. And you could put it underneath your seat, too, in a, an appropriate carrier. The problem is, and the reason for the change, there have been people, um, like a, a flight attendant received five stitches after being bitten by an emotional support dog. And uh, other there have been a ton of people, ch children getting attacked by animals. And, and apparently the numbers, in 2016... The number of commercial flights that had an emotional support animal traveling on them was 481,000. Wow. In 2017, it went up to 751,000. <laughs> well, people wow. figured out it was an easy way to take their puppies with them on an airplane. My mom does it on the train with her dog. Does she? Yeah. But at least she's not an asshole. She gets a private, you know, compartment for herself. She keeps him in there and puts a diaper on him. Sure. You know, I'm sure other people are like, this is my emotional support peacock. It goes with me wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> and probably poops wherever it damn pleases. The problem is, is that how do you, I mean, I, I agree with this because, I mean, the, the, always at the local cons, there's always this lady there who has like three emotional support animals with her. And there are these little obnoxious yippy dogs that she carries around in a basket. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I understand that there's an issue here, but where's the line? How do you determine whether it's an emotional support animal that is... Um, just because you're a, a, an ass, or is it somebody that has PTSD and really <laughs> needs this animal? Well, I think they can't because there's no official thing to do it. You can go onto any website; they'll sell you a badge with your animal's picture on it, saying it's an emotional support animal. All right. So I guess that's why they say none. Well, they no. say dog. Oh, dog. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not none. Yeah, but then the crazy lady that goes to the local cons can take her stupid dogs with her because they're emotional support dogs, but they're, you know. No, it has to be a dog specifically trained for somebody with a disability. Like, you have to have that paperwork you were just talking about. Okay. You need the actual paperwork. Okay. Right. 
So, right. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good step for the airlines. I just I can't imagine working for an airline and have to put up with people who, you know, make an excuse to bring on whatever pet they happen to own. So um, moving on to uh, the next thing, I had I did not know this, but apparently the whole idea that people are more suicidal during the holiday season is a complete myth. Really? So really? according <laughs> according to the CDC, December has the, had the lowest rate of suicide in the U.S., followed by November and January. Wow. So the idea that, uh, you know, during uh, the holiday season, people are, are, are more suicidal. Now, people might have more depression. I can definitely see that because, you know, it's dark outside. There's other issues, right? But uh, the actual suicide rate is is lower in December, November, and January than the rest of the year. Yeah, probably because people are actually nicer to you out in public. <laughs> Possibly. Mm-hmm. So I thought well, that and, 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 I think that probably there's a there's a there's a seasonal factor to it too. If you're unhappy in the wintertime, you can go, oh well it's just winter. There's no sun. I'm you know, stuck inside. But if you're unhappy in the summertime, ugh, then there's a real problem. I'm always unhappy in the summertime. Fuck I hate the summer. <laughs> really? Yeah. I hate the winter. Oh <laughs> god, the sweating, the bugs, the uh, the bullshit. Forget it. Nah. I'm with Karen. I yeah. don't no, like I, I don't like the fact that, like, there's really nothing too terribly restrictive about the summer. The winter, I am at snow's mercy. Mm. So maybe it's snow that I hate. But, and yeah, not maybe. necessarily winter. Could be. Well, don't worry, because with climate change, it snows less and less, so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, then, then I'd be, you know, at odds with the end of humanity. That's a downer. <laughs> yeah. So there's an article on science-based medicine that goes into the details on there. Um, I... Like I said, I always thought it was a thing. Apparently, it's a myth. So I where, thought I would where, share. I wonder where this myth started. I don't know. Well, it kind of feels like it, it should be true because everybody's a little bit more down in this in the wintertime because it's cold and it's miserable. And if you don't have family around you, it's lonely. Oh, these so. all sound like great things. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. <laughs> so I think the key here is to be aware of the risks of suicide, watch for warning mm. signs, and, you know, get help if, if, you're, if you're feeling suicidal. So I'm going to put a link, with that in mind, uh, to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline with a phone number that's there, just in case. I know that a couple people that listen to this show do actually have depression, so, you know, it's... it's. Hey, some people on the show are diagnosed <laughs> with it. <laughs> that is true as well. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that you can be depressed about... Um, and I, I, I'm going to quote this from the, the Morning Heresy, which is where I got this story. Nine Catholic priests in Denver have been found to sexually have sexually abused children. Wait, Just nine? Let, me, let me amend that. Nine okay. more Catholic priests. Whoa! There were already 16 known in Denver. So, so <sighs> active, active current Catholic priests. Right. Huh. Jesus. Cool. These are Literally. nine new individuals that uh, hadn't been outed before. So, yeah. Just another reason. Stop stop Catholicism. Just just stop. Mm. Or let these priests get married. I don't think that fixes it. Well, then what is it about being a priest that makes you abuse kids? It is not a being a priest that right. it makes you abuse kids. Being it's, a pedophile it, it, you, makes you want to be a priest. Oh, exactly. okay. Why? It's a safe harbor. Yes. All you got to do is pretend you believe in God. Right, and then you can safely indulge your pedophilia. I mean, you've nowhere gotta, else that's going to let that slide. It's just yeah. not a matter of pretending you believe in God. You got to really get into it, right? You got to go to seminary and but yeah, 
Yeah, but then it's yeah. Only kids I was gonna you say want. that's a small price to pay for actually getting sexual gratification for the rest of your life, right? Otherwise, so you really you're... think they go through all this shit just to get access to kids? Yes. Yep. God, I feel like there's got to be much better ways to do it, like become a subway spokesman or something. Oh, <laughs> oh, there are alternate wow. methods. Sure, yeah. this is just one really good one. Right. You get paid really to bad. do it in this one. I mean, yeah. a while ago, like, I don't know, two decades ago, I might have been like, well, we're being a little harsh on the priest. But evidence has shown that that is that is the case. Like, there are there have been way too many Catholic priests. Yeah, I would love to see of all prosecuted pedophiles what the number one job is across mm. all of them. I would, too. That'd be some interesting data. It would be. Because if it does come up priest, then, wow, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to vet a little better. There needs to be some kind of psychology yeah. exam. Well, I'm pretty sure that the Catholics are, are not currently vetting very much at all because they're losing priests. They, can't, they cannot get enough priests. So if, if you're qualified, you've, you know, you, you've paid up and gone to the school, they'll let you in. Clearly, that's what's happening. Well, that, that was going to be my next question. Like, can you fail seminary school or do you just kind of just, you know, get credit for attending? I think they'll get you through. Yeah. All right. I think if you're really bad at it, it might just take you a little longer than everyone else. Mm. You get extra special coaching. I don't know that. I'm just speculating. But hey, uh, did want to mention a victory in the Supreme Court, kind of, because uh, the Supreme Court declined yesterday to take up an appeal from Oregon parents who want transgender students in their school district to use the locker rooms and bathrooms uh, based on their sex assigned at birth. So <laughs> you have these these people who the kids are transgender and uh, they don't feel right being in their, you know, the sexually assigned uh, gender rooms. And sure. um, yeah, the Supreme Court said, no, we're not going to we're not going to rule on this. So the appellate court ruling stands and uh, they ruled on the side of the transgender kids. So that, <laughs> that's to me, that's a win considering how conservative the Supreme Court is now. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even take it up. Must not have been a good enough argument to overturn. Right. Or they were like, we got too much voting shit to worry about to deal with this shit. Yeah, no, I'm thinking the case just wasn't good enough because I'm pretty sure the majority of the Supreme Court would love to overturn the the rights of the LGBTQ. So oh, for sure. This just wasn't a good enough case. God, that seems like such a tricky one, though. Oh, tell me more. Just in the sense that, you know, I mean, again, I mean, like, how confident who you, who were you, who you were at 15 or 16 and then, you know, I don't know. I mean, right, I get it, I guess, and I get some of it is true, so it's just, you know, it's just up in the air for me. I guess I don't know what what, what peril the, the cisgendered children are facing with these transgendered people using well, the... Well, I mean, I, in, just in the sense that there might be girls who feel uncomfortable now that there's a trans person in the changing room with them. I'm not saying that that person's going to do anything. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess. I mean, I mean, listen. If if if, if things were all uh, perfect, they would be unisex, and it wouldn't be a fucking issue, right? But you know, I, you can't control fucking teenage boys with hormones. <laughs> the cisgendered ones. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I was gonna say that's the peril. <laughs> well, is it was this a bathroom thing or a changing room thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Locker room the, and bathrooms. The argument was locker rooms and bathrooms. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not. Smart enough to answer that question. <laughs> I'm with Jeff. I'm uncomfortable mm. being in the room with other dudes changing, so it should still be allowed. They're, hey, they're, well, yeah, they're still allowed to do it. So spend a night in jail, Joe. Jeff, that'll get you over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, or it'll, you know, 
cemented. Like, right. <laughs> I'll never forget. We were all standing around on our way out. They crammed eight of us into a fucking closet. I mean, it, there was no room. And they're like, all right, change out of your outfits and get your clothes. And everybody was standing there looking at each other. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Zip. <laughs> and I got bare ass. I'm like, let's go. I want out of here. <laughs> We're going to do this in a short amount of time as possible. This There was a kid in there, too. He looked like he was 16 years old, and he was, like, shocked that they were going to make him undress in this room. And I was like, get over it, kid. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to what I started uh, talking about, Injustice. Uh, two cases that uh, came into my newsfeed that I thought were worth mentioning, especially Crystal Mason has been imprisoned for illegal voting in 2016. Um, turns out she... She voted while she was, uh, after being released from jail, but I'm trying to, she was still on probation and hadn't been cleared to vote, apparently. So they, a Texas judge sentenced her to five years in prison for voting illegally. She did wow. not know that she was voting illegally. Her uh, probation officer testified that, uh, she was not informed that she couldn't vote yet. But yet a judge has, has uh, sentenced her to five years in prison. And she's still, you know, fighting it, obviously. But uh, but she's, in the meantime, back in prison. In prison, yeah. Wow, which wow. is the weirdest shit I can imagine. Like, just the idea that you lose your right to vote because you've you've committed a crime. Like, especially if you've, if you've completed your sentence and you still can't vote. That's just bullshit. Well, that's it. That's Jim Crow. That is, yeah, absolutely something that the Southern states came up with to minimize the black vote. Right. That was purposeful. Yeah, because if you think about it for any second, it makes no fucking sense. Right, and it's the same reason why uh, marijuana is illegal and why uh, crack is uh, more illegal than cocaine. It is all about preventing the black vote. All of it. Thanks, Richard Nixon. Mm. All right, I want to move on to the second one. <laughs> Uh, the other one is Brandon Bern uh, Bernard. Uh, he is sentenced to be executed in two days uh, on the 10th of December. He is he has appeals out. Uh, he also has a clemency filed with uh, Trump. But um, the, the odds of that happening are slim to none. Um, so this guy is on death row. He's going to be executed in a couple days. And you know what he did? He was an accomplice in a crime. He just happened to be one of the the ones who were he was 18. Two other people who were in on the crime were below 18 and served 20 years and uh were let out. They were sentenced to 20 years. What was now, the crime? The crime they I don't know exactly what it was, but there was something that was involved in a carnapping with two people in the car and they they ended up killing those two people. But supposedly he didn't actually perform the killing. He did not perform the actual carnap or kidnapping. He was there, but he didn't wield the weapons. But because he was over 18, he was the one that they decided to make an example of. Sure. I mean, that is, I mean, being an accomplice and a party to a crime. Yeah, they do. They, they spread out the, the punishment equally. Because otherwise, people just point fingers at each other. So it does. This now it doesn't matter. You're you're all responsible for what you've done. So I don't have a real big argument with that. 
Unless he was coerced in some way. But he, because he was 18 at the time, he is getting a death sentence and the other, the other guys are now out. Yeah. A couple days difference. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I was going to say my only objection is that the other two aren't getting a death sentence. <laughs> Equitable treatment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they did. So. Yeah. We, they without stole really someone's know. car, kidnapped people. And they killed them. And killed both of them. Yeah. Well, was the killing an accident or was it like, did they actually just, you know, it, execute them? Yeah, but the intent was to, you know, steal a car and it ended up with people dead. There's responsibility that comes with that. Oh, I, I totally get it. Uh, but then again, you know, who knows what the, he's saying that he wasn't part of this and like, you know, that he didn't pull the weapon, that he was just there. Well, what do you, what do you mean he was just there? He was, he was their emotional support friend. Yeah. So, <laughs> according to the evidence presented in the trial, he was not present when his friends abducted the couple. He was not the one who shot them dead. Mm. But he was, was there when they died? Correct. Mm. So I, I, I have a problem with it because the whole equity thing, I think that's completely ridiculous. But I guess you could make an argument that he was, a, if he was 18, he should have been more of the adult at the time and told the people who had the guns to not shoot. I, but what I'm if they, sorry. What if he said it and they still did it? Right. And does it get off then? I mean. I think to Jeff's point that he just made, I think the, the real problem is that we're putting people to death for something that happened 20 years ago. True. Yeah. I mean, that should be out. But also, does he yeah. have a famous person advocating for him? Right. It's Kim Kardashian on his side. Does he? And, and maybe he, he'll get a pardon. If he doesn't, he's dead in two days. Yeah. Now, yeah. sorry, there was a combo there in that comment that has me curious. Is there a statue of limitations on murder that Chef's suggesting? Or is the 20 years and the shouldn't kill anybody ever for any reason? Like, which which one am I? Oh, 20 years was my add-on. Sorry. Oh, okay. Your add-on ruined the whole thing. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wait, what um, are you confused still about? Dead. Oh, when Karen said... Oh, like they're just going to kill someone for something they did 20 years ago. And I was like, well, I don't know that we're putting a statue of limitation on the murder. But I understand Jeff's point is that yeah. capital punishment should never be employed. Yeah. I don't support that, but I understand it. And I, I you know, wholeheartedly can process that. Well, see, I, I, don't, I don't know that I support capital punishment going away entirely, but I don't think it applies to this guy. Like capital punishment should be for the people who, I mean, if you've got a serial killer who, you know, the Golden State Killer, something like that. Absolutely. Mm. But this guy was, he was, he, it was more than the wrong place at the wrong time, but he was not the person who committed the crime. I understand he was, you know, he was tried because of the the crimes that were committed, you know, while he was there, but mm. I, and he didn't stop it. So, I mean, he, he has culpability, but I, I see your argument. Ending yeah. this guy's life, I think, is a waste. I think he, it, he again, our prison system is not designed to re-educate, to to help people get in get back into society, or determine whether or not they can rejoin society. We don't have that functionality. No, no, we just punish. And them. That's the problem. Yes, yeah. I agree. I agree that I don't know that uh, capital punishment is at all an effective deterrent. I don't understand it. It's purpose. obviously not because people still commit these crimes. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, I mean, you know, I can see, I can see its flaw. I guess again, my flaw is that, yeah, if three people commit the same crime, two of them are seventeen and one of them are eighteen, and the two seventeen-year-olds, uh, you know, get twenty years, and the eighteen-year-old gets death, that's preposterous. Mm. Okay, it's it's well, three I'm deaths also, or three twenty years. I'm also confused, despite Grinch's long paragraph that he wrote just so he could write "Internet Girlfriend" three or four times at one <laughs> point. 
Like, say I have Ray and Ian over, and they show up my house with kidnap victims. And mm. they're crazed, and they're waving guns around, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And, and now I'm culpable? And what, what am I- what, what steps do you take afterwards? Like, unless we also kidnap you. Well, let's just say, like, I'm just like, guys, you got to get out of here. This is ridiculous. You got, I got to call. Like, if I, well, I right. can't say to you, I'm going to call the cops. Correct. You're going to shoot you get me. Ready. But that's the difference. Do you, you help? Do you go on the lamb with us and well, help well, us well, bury wait. the body? So wait, let me finish. So say this, all this is going on, and I'm like, okay, as soon as they leave, I'm calling the cops, right? Because mm-hmm. this is crazy. Then you shoot the two people in my house. Yeah. And now the cops come, and I'm like. Listen, man, they came here and they're like, eh, you were here. I mean, like, again, I don't know this guy's story exactly, right. but I'm just saying. Right. I also that, don't know the details of the case. Right, but in, in the that situation. I, you should be okay. Say again? In the case that you are presenting, you should be able to avoid persecution and prosecution. Mm. Mm. I don't know. We, I'm sure. What if you and Ray are like, no, he was totally in on. We told him we were coming. <laughs> Well, that, uh, well that I mean, fuck. we could, yeah, we could, we could definitely obfuscate it in an attempt to take you down if that was something we wanted to do. But this guy's not saying he was being, you know, that these guys surprised him or that they, he was held against his will or, you know, it was like, hey, I, I thought this was just going to be a, you know, car robbery. Bummer that it turned out to be a double homicide. I sure hope things don't get worse. Having thought about this now, I'm never having anybody over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> well, I'm just happy that uh, it seems that we're kind of in agreement that this this does seem not justified. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's appealing yeah. to Trump, I'm sorry, son. <laughs> yeah. This right. is the guy who it's- said the Central Park Five should be murdered because they probably would have committed something or did commit something. Yeah, and I they- mean, he and Barr have been really trying to extend the idea of federal executions. They're really wanting this to happen. So that's yeah, he's not getting clemency. That's just not happening. No. Um, and unfortunately, I don't know if it was, I think it was just last week that they made an argument saying, look, he's still got a couple of appeals going. You can't execute him while he still has appeals going. And a judge said... Yeah, that they absolutely can. So they they struck that argument down, and then the judge wished him good luck. Well, as it turns out, that was his luck. So, yeah, wow, pretty shitty. I mean, the the, the problem, like, the real problem that I have with it is the again the inequity of it. I mean, right. this guy is going to be put to death in two days, and there are people that are getting out for crimes way more egregious. It just it's the luck of the court that you end up in, the state you're in, the color of your skin, yeah. um, the the judge. Yes. Our criminal justice system is almost as broken as our healthcare system. Yeah. Has anybody watched the trial of the Chicago 7 or whatever it was called? I on, Net- on Netflix? No. The judge in that, which is, I checked, is mostly true, is fucking nuts. To one point, they he bound and gagged the uh, leader of the Black Panthers in the in the courtroom because he kept saying over and over again that he didn't have a lawyer, which he didn't. He was he was getting tried without representation, and the judge kept telling him to shut up, and he kept standing up every day. Till finally, they bound him to the chair and gagged him. And even the prosecutor was like, "This is too much, man." When did this happen? Sixty-nine, seventy. Okay. After the uh, Democratic convention, where they tried Ab- wow. Abby Hoffman and uh, a few other protesters, and um, it was insane. You got it's on Netflix. You should watch it. Okay. Sasha Baron Cohen's in it. Your favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play Borat. I'm okay. No, he plays Abby Hoffman. <laughs> we at some point oh. we still need to uh, to get those on our list of things to watch. The Borats. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, all right, I'm going to move on to some political stuff, on to uh, Trump news. Um, there is a group, it's called, I think it's called J Street, a Jewish American organization. I was unfamiliar with this group, but they are trying to prevent Trump and the administration from sending $23 billion worth of military arms and equipment to UAE. Saudi? UAE. UAE. Now, their argument uh, is that, you know, the Middle East is, it's never, like, calm, right? The UAE is always, or not, the UAE is sometimes involved, but the, the Middle East is, it's just not a calm area. Let's not send $23 billion worth of arms and equipment there because that's, I'm sure that once, you know, that amount of uh, military arms gets, gets there, that will induce peace, right? That's true. There's no chance that that is then just no. a short hop, skip and jump away from, uh, you know, a lot of other places that are more militarily involved in Middle East unrest. Right. Yeah. And combined with this, the next article that I have, which is that the Trump administration is trying to uh, push millions of people in Yemen into starvation, because what it's trying to do, Pompeo is considering designating the Houthis, uh, which is the Yemeni militia that uh, has taken over a big chunk of the uh, country. Uh, they want to designate them as a terrorist organization right before they move out of the White House. Now... Whether you think Trump is moving out of the White House or not is a is an entirely <laughs> different section of the story. But yeah, before they before they leave the White House, they want to get the Houthis designated as a ter terrorist organization, which will just throw any sort of peace in that area into impossibility. Yeah, yeah. completely. Well, meanwhile, he's he's um, negotiating though with the Taliban, so maybe it doesn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> yeah. Now. That being said, whether or not the Houthis should be designated as a terrorist organization, I think that's something that could be argued. But I think sure. it's pretty clear it shouldn't be done on the way out by the administration. Well, if it's not already clear, I mean, Trump is clearly putting every roadblock and every landmine in the way of a Biden presidency, purposefully. Well, yes. I mean, that I mean, he can stand on the sidelines and have rallies and charge people to, to see him speak and, and rally about the evil of the Biden campaign so we can get back in in 2024. That is clearly the, the, the plan. I'm not even sure that's his plan. That's his outward, this is what I'm going to do kind of thing. I think he's just using it to make as much money as possible. I don't know that he's actually thinking about running in 2024. It's just something that, you know, that's a cash flow. He's getting money while sure. he says that, so he's going to keep saying it. He's got hundreds of millions of dollars coming in, so yeah, this is all about the cash at the moment. What he uses it for, true. It, it could change once he gets back down to Florida and starts golfing every day, so. Actually, that's, uh, I'm going to move that up in the list. That's one of the next stories, is the Save America PAC is a action committee that was started by the Trump's organization. Well, not the Trump organization, but by, by Trump. It's a complete bait-and-switch scam. This pack, the way the pack was designed, he can use that money for anything. The pack can use that money to buy Trump golf clubs. Yeah, they or... call it one last grift on the way out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That was the one that John Jr. is involved in, I believe, right? <laughs> I, I don't know that, but I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. That that pack, I just don't understand. I, I guess the key thing is, I don't know how packs work, <laughs> because... 
It's a political action committee. I, I would think that they would be only allowed to use money on political campaigns, but apparently that's not the case. That's what Citizens United bought us, isn't it? Is these these shady in-betweeners that gather up money from wherever and you can use it for whatever. Apparently that's true. But according to the article, which is on Huffington Post, Trump could use the money to buy Big Macs. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I have no problem with this. Hmm? Whatever. Yeah, Let I've... these dummies give him money. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get twice as many. He only has to pay full price for the one Big Mac and he gets the other for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of Big Macs. That's fiscally responsible, if you ask me. But it only perpetuates the poor being poorer and the rich being richer, though. It only makes it worse. It doesn't matter. It, you know, what, I, what I don't care about is, like, there's no way you could talk these people out of not giving him money. True. So, yeah, I mean, if you want, if there's a way to prosecute him, fine. But there won't be. So, you know, if you're a dirt farmer in wherever and you want to give Donald Trump money, you're an idiot. There's no helping you. Hmm. True. I'm curious if the people who are giving Trump money even have any knowledge about the the other people who are suing Trump to get their money back because, you know, he's not using it the way they wanted or the way that he claimed. Or No, no, they're traitors, clearly. Only that guy it's wants just, his $2 million back. <laughs> right. It's the same reason why people buy, you know, a Steelers jersey every year with the, you know, the player that they're told that they should love the most. They can't afford it. They're $75. It's ridiculous. But they do it anyway because it's their team. It's it's the same mentality. I don't know. I was waiting on a retort from Ian on that one. But... <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm I'm not buying football jerseys <laughs> annually. Jeez, Louise. I know they're freaking expensive. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> the people do it. I've been wearing the same <laughs> Philip Rivers <laughs> San Diego Chargers shirt that I got for four dollars at TJ Maxx <laughs> ten years ago for ten years. It's <laughs> what I got. You're not a true fan. That's true, but <laughs> it's a nice neutral shirt in the area where I live. No one gets, looks at me and goes, ooh, those Chargers fans. They just go, oh, football, nice. <laughs> and again, keep in mind, we're talking about people who also donated money to build the wall on GoFundMe. Right. right. Got yeah. duped. No, they got duped, and I haven't heard a fucking peep about it, you know? So yeah. they would have started a GoFundMe. They started a GoFundMe for, for the kid who killed two people, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah, and then got Ricky a lot of Schroeder money from old uh, Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, and then Ricky Schroeder contributed, and then wondered why people didn't like him anymore. Yep, he and my pillow gave that gave Rittenhouse a way too much money. But I think I'm hearing you, Jared, and I think I totally support you. Is what you're saying is people who are involved in things like this are dummies? Don't waste your breath trying to help the dummies. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're right. Well, well, and there's also the other side of it, too, is that don't force Trump to only spend it on a re-campaign refinancing because we don't want him back. It's better if he spends it on Big Macs and um, and golf clubs. <laughs> I suppose. Take Alpha's uh, theory. A fool, a fool and his money are soon parted and just run with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're a Trump supporter who hate listens to this show, don't you need to bleed yourself dry and give it all to him. <laughs> give it all to the millionaire who lives in a golden tower. And he needs your money. While you're talking to those people, the Trump supporter who listens to this podcast, uh, mm. you should also listen to Sidney Powell. She knows all about Q and uh, the uh, the theories that Q has come up with. And she says to boycott the runoff election in Georgia. That uh, mm. Is she it, really saying that? She really did. <laughs> she filed two lawsuits that were just completely, they were nothing, completely dismissed in Trump's, uh, to try and overturn the election, right? They, 
she completely failed at that job. And I didn't even know. So supposedly Giuliani and the Trump team was distancing themselves from Sidney Powell, right? She was still the mm-hmm. one who filed the lawsuits in Georgia. So right? lucky, hmm. lucky for her. She's the only one of the crew who didn't get the COVID. Yeah. yeah so far. Yeah. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. So now she is, has said that, yeah, the Dominion machines, um, there should not be a runoff. The Dominion machines are not, uh, are, you can't trust them. So you should make it known that you will not vote until your vote is secure, is what she said. <laughs> I totally agree with her. Republicans should not vote in this runoff election. Is this revenge for Trump dissing her? I don't know. No, she's just I, fucking nuts. Yeah, I think she's too <laughs> She's too dumb for that. Trump can't okay. even get the fucking message right. Did you see him down in, in Georgia? No. Oh, my God. So he's down there, supposed to be stumping for them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, boy, let me tell you, Georgia election was totally rigged. I won. You know, he goes on and on and on. He's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm here for the senators. So, you know, make sure you go vote for them. And, like, you could just see heads exploding in the audience. Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. You just told me it was rigged. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> and you know how, how I joked about how Trump was like, I don't even want to be here? He actually said that. He said, uh, I don't. Yeah. They said, you want to go down there and, you know, and, and, and put, put your name behind these people? He's like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't. He actually did it. He said, I didn't want to come down here and do this, but I, I'm going to come down here and talk about myself and how I should have won the election. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not only did he do that in Georgia, mm. but uh, and I do like how the Washington Post phrased this. He posted the most petulant 46 minutes in American history. <laughs> oh, that video he did. Yeah. That apparently was posted on Facebook. That sounds right. I, he posted a couple of excerpts from it on Twitter, but... um. The full video is only on Facebook, I think. Man, I, I don't I don't even know how to address this. Like, it's all the conspiracy stuff. It is just complete fabrication nonstop for, for about 46 minutes. So, yeah. So, the, was it the other day he gave somebody the uh, Medal of Honor in the White House? So, he's in the Oval Office, gives the guy the Medal of Honor, clips it around his neck, turns a little bit, sees the press. They start asking him questions. He walked out of the room. <laughs> And the guy getting the medal just kind of puts his arms up and went, Meh? what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> I'll be taking questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he wants zero questions. <laughs> I like this quote from the Daily Show that they put out on Twitter that Trump's legal team now has more COVID cases than court victories. <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it. By far. <laughs> I didn't know that Jenna Ellis got it. Yeah, I think that just came yeah, out I think today. that was just today. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, along with these Trump stories, uh, I found it amusing that we got a an appearance from the uh, Saturday, Saturday Night Live, the girl you regret starting a conversation with, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, played this time by Melissa Carone. Did, did you guys watch this by any chance? Oh, yeah. oh yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Uh, it was cringeworthy doesn't even begin. She was. It was, ama- it was amazing. Yeah. Like it, it literally was the girl that you regret starting a conversation with, because the the people on the the panel asking questions were just they were dumbfounded. They didn't know what to do with her, and eventually they they designated her as a discred, uncredible discredited witness or a, uncredible witness. Yeah. Sure, okay. <laughs> when Rudy Giuliani reaches over and pats your arm and says, "Tone it down." <laughs> You know you've gone too far. Yeah, when I when the the part when she was talking about the thirty thousand votes and the guy's like, well, I don't know, 
where those are. And he's like, I don't deal with that. I'm a senator or something like that. And she's like, oh, why? Did you do something bad with them? And I was like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what? This has all got to be for Trump just to keep him happy. Because it, it, because it, yeah. it seems like they're like just scraping whatever they can. Bruce's like, whatever, I got a job. Everybody else is getting paid a certain amount of money, you know, and they're just like, whatever. I, I just want the money. I don't care how ridiculous I look because no real lawyer would let her talk, right? Oh, no way. Well, it, well keep in mind, this was not, it's right, not it's a not, hearing. Again, it's not a hearing. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. fucking crazy, but. They're calling it a hearing, but it was not. It was just a bitch fest. Yeah, keep in mind that. Then they did have Cecily Strong play her on Saturday Night Live, right. and they needed to change nothing to make it just as hilarious. Right? Yeah, it was funnier because they changed nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the impre- I mean, uh, before Cecily even played it, I saw the mashup between the two of them, mm-hmm. the clips, and I was like, "That is amazing! How on that is!" <laughs> <laughs> and she had to do nothing to alter her impression. <laughs> nope. Put her hair up in a in a in a whatever that thing is, and off she went. <laughs> But my I, I, favorite after her was the Indian woman who was like, you can't tell Chinese people apart. Oh. <laughs> no one saw that? No. No. Oh, my God. It was the best. <laughs> I'm not even sure what her argument was. I think her argument was being like, I think she was saying, you don't know how many Chinese people might have come in here and repeatedly voted because nobody can check <laughs> Chinese people apart. Wow. <laughs> Because I think she starts, she goes, some people say you can't tell Indians apart. She's like, well, I can't tell Chinese people apart. It's something really odd like that. I, I certainly didn't watch the whole thing. I just couldn't take it. But and Gr- Grinch is right. She, at one point, she's like, any Wong can come in here and vote. <laughs> like, it was odd. It was just super <laughs> odd. And of course, as Grinch said, the fart. The fart, yes. That turned out is true. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can hear it. Well, not that you can just because even when I saw it, I was like, "Well, wait a minute, could that be somebody in the in the booth, you know, or something like that?" But no, one of the uh, state senators was like, "No, that came from Rudy Giuliani. Mm. That was legit. And it wasn't just a, a leather chair squeak or anything." Yeah. Mm. Well, he had COVID, probably. You know. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Supposedly now he is hospitalized. I didn't see what hospital he was at. I don't know if it was Georgetown? Walter Reed, but it was in Washington. No, he's not in Walter Reed. He's in Georgetown, I think. New York. Yeah. Oh, really? I th- I thought I saw that he was hospitalized in Washington. Okay. Walter Reed. Walter Reed. Landscaping and plumbing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could only. Holman's Mayo Clinic. <laughs> now, does you think he's getting the special cocktails that Trump got? I hope not. But yes. Yeah. I don't know. Trump basically tweeted, well, we wish him well. We're going to carry on. Like, it was kind of like the same kind of tweet he would put out if the guy had died. Right. Yep. He's, he's, he's lost. Just keep going forward. <laughs> well, he is dead to Trump at this point. If he happens to show back up again, you know, with energy, he'll accept that he's alive. But other than that, he's dead. I, I don't know. The way Trump. Trump treats people when they don't look good on camera and the way Giuliani mm-hmm. looks on camera, I I don't understand how this relationship has gone on as long as it has. By yeah. the way, you should see what Grinch posted and read that. That's the actual quote from that Indian woman <laughs> at that same hearing or whatever that fucking thing was. All right. I will try to resist I don't know now, but... I'll, I'll, okay, I'll read it real quick. <laughs> right. Okay, I, I just didn't want a whole bunch of dead space in right. the middle of the show. She testified to the state that they should tighten photo identification requirements for voters because all Chinese people look alike. Michigan Live reported, <laughs> a lot of people think Indians look alike. I think all Chinese people look alike. So how would you tell? If some chow show up, you can be anybody and you can vote. <laughs> wow. 
Holy crap. Uh, that's some Ooh. heavy stuff. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, is the bar now just not putting up people who are registered sex offenders? <laughs> you know, like, they, hey, they weren't registered sex offenders. They're all right in my book. <laughs> but Giuliani has used people who are registered sex offenders as well, so... Right, I, no, no, I'm saying because he did that first time, so now it's anybody who's not a sex offender can come up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they have the classic problem. They have an argument, but no proof, and there's no evidence, and they can't get any, any evidence or any proof because it didn't happen. It doesn't exist. So they're stuck with crazy people that are making shit up. They have no other option if they want to keep moving forward. Which is glorious. Yeah. He is in Washington, by the way. He's in Georgetown University Medical Center in Washington. So, Oh, see? There you go. Mm. One other example of total incompetence. Heidi, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Stirrup. So she was an advisor, Trump advisor, uh, worked with Stephen Miller in the White House. She was, uh, I don't know who sent her, but she was uh, posted over in one of the uh, Justice a building of in the Justice Department, and I don't really know what she was told she should do, but apparently what she did was went around, would approach staffers, and demand that they give her information about ongoing investigations, including election fraud, and she just demanded of Department of Justice people that they tell her what's going on. <laughs> she has now been banned from the Justice Department building hmm. uh, because... Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. That uh, the Justice Department individuals aren't allowed to tell you about ongoing investigations unless you have a need to know. And uh, sure. random White House staffer doesn't get that information. Is that why uh, Trump and Barr are on the outs at the moment? Uh, that's got to well, be part of it, right? Well, and Barr came out and said, yeah, there's no fraud. Right. Uh, true. I think that was a direct result of that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But uh, well, and yeah, Barr, and Barr announced that he's stepping down anyway, right? Like soon? Uh, it's a rumor. He hasn't said it yet in public. The 20th is going to be a big day for step down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, supposedly the rumor is he might step down before that, but who knows? I don't know. We also have – I don't have a link to a story on this, but we do have information that Trump and uh, the people working for him are eliminating a ton of people over in the Pentagon, mm -hmm. getting rid of all of the non-Trump you know Trump team and – Putting in people who like Lewandowski, who has no yeah, experience and no in, reason to be in the Pentagon whatsoever. He got a job as some advisor in a Pentagon team. Yeah, Corey Lewandowski, please. I just don't get how anything works in our government ever. Mm. I just don't get it. I mean, there are. F I, I do think that there are way too many people to work for the government. I think that you know, slimming down the size of our government is probably not a bad idea. But I'm fairly sure they're kicking out the wrong people at the moment. Yeah. Well, what is Trump doing? Is he just trying to fuck shit up for Biden? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's gummed up, or is he trying to coup? Because every time I hear Pentagon, I get nervous. Right. Sure. No, I think he's trying to – I think he is legitimately trying to have a coup. Like, he's calling the governors and the lieutenant governors of the states of the key swing states and asking them to overturn the election, to replace the electors with people that they can trust. Oh, yeah. That part is definitely cooey. That's yeah. without a yeah. doubt. That's like, <laughs> that's like dipshit cooey. Right. Uh, yeah. But I'm talking about these all these replacements and firings in the Pentagon. Like when my when my shitty, stupid coup doesn't work, am I just going to try it for a military coup? I think that's exactly right. what he's doing. I agree. Is this is this all about Flynn coming out and saying you should just try a military coup? And he's like, all right, I'll, after I've exhausted this uh, voting legislation nonsense, we'll just do military classic military coup. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, even in the states, everybody's telling him no. I can't imagine anybody in the, the Defense Department is going to tell him, oh, "Okay, that sounds like a great idea." Well, they're again, all fired. Right. Again, that that's my question. It's like, what does Corey Lewandowski do? Is he in the what is his job in the fucking Pentagon? I, yeah, I, I want to. On Karen's point, you can't imagine anyone in the Defense Department saying this. Corey Lewandowski is now in the Pentagon. He is a member of the Defense Department. Well, he is a Defense Business Board. Which is a just a uh, an ex- executive um, advisory board, right? It's he's a, not part of the Pentagon. It, well, but he works in the Pentagon and he advises the National Security Advisor, and he has—I sure. mean, he has a say on the board. Like, it, it's not just yeah. Lewandowski. There've been a dozen of them, at least. Oh, I agree. I mean, it's real bad, but it's advisory boards, though. It's not like you know top generals. Oh, well, he's not right, doing I'll- this as a—he's not like a, a Trump. He's not a brilliant person <laughs> at establishing a coup like he's just this is just what he can really he's a game show host right. he's doing his best <laughs> <laughs> all right so these are probably positions that he actually has control over as opposed to positions that he can't touch yes so this is all he can do and it's probably for n- not and it's not going to do anything but it is just going to make a mess for the, for for Biden and company all right but Corey Lewandowski can't like command troops to go to no. places and no, show no, okay. no. No, it's just Trump putting people in the Pentagon who are yesmen, so that he can try yeah. to, you know, I, I, I think it's a, it's his attempt at doing a military coup if nothing else works. I don't think he understands how the Pentagon works, so I don't think it's going to to help him in any case. But there you go. Still scary. Yeah. Okay. Then then now since in in the section of Jared doesn't understand how the U.S. government works, <laughs> can you explain to me how Texas? Can sue four other states no, for their election I, results. I don't know. They they can't functionally. It's a bunch of nonsense again. Okay, so but I, <laughs> but apparently a state can sue another state, right? Yeah. Over some. Well, like, they can they can sue each other for things like taxes and you know you, you push your snow onto our side of the line, shit like that. Well, but, right, but can't Je- sue, Jeff- Texas can't sue Pennsylvania because they don't agree with the results of the election. Right, Jeff. I can't sue you if you voted for Trump. Like, right. you know, well, you can sue somebody and I think it applies to states as well for anything. That doesn't mean you're going to get a, a court date. Like if it gets in front of mm-hmm. a judge, the judge can make a decision. Yeah, that's ludicrous. No, I'm just throwing it out. Like you can sue anyone for anything. It's just how much money do you want to throw at it before you realize that none of it's going to stick? The problem in this case, though, is is it's it's not – you know, some crazy Republican um, senator, state senator. It is the Texas attorney, attorney general doing it. He's asking the U.S. Supreme Court to block the battleground states from casting unlawful and constitutionally tainted votes. I mean, all he's doing is kissing Trump's ass because I, there's no way the Supreme Court is going to do anything with this. Ugh, I say, knowing that they might. But in any case. <laughs> We're given the, the, the fact that they wouldn't take up the one I forget what it was, but the 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 one case that did that Trump did push to them. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the letter that was put out by the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. It's pretty pretty interesting. It was one sentence. It pretty much was denied. Yeah, that was a Pennsylvania um, Republican legislator saying the law that we passed last year to let people vote by mail. I want you to call it unconstitutional. And the Supreme Court said no. You mean the law that you yourself voted for? <laughs> yes, that one. Yeah. <sighs> All right, we're we've got a late start, but I uh, want to keep moving. Uh, do, you, do you guys have anything else on Trump? Or well, let's do one finish up there. Grinch just made a good point. So that is that the AG in Texas 
evidently is under investigation by the FBI, and he might be fishing for a pardon. Hmm. Well, that would do it. Yep. Wow. His entire senior staff turned him in for corruption. <laughs> Impressive. Unbelievable how these people get in office. Um. Uh, all right. Uh, if there's nothing else on Trump, I, I'm going to... I'm sure uh, there is, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Sure, I'm sure there is. Uh, hospitalizations for coronavirus have reached over 100,000 and have been over 100,000 for, I don't know, not quite a week yet, I don't think. 19,000 plus people in ICU, nearly 7,000 people on ventilators currently. Um, we are at 2,800 deaths per day. Uh, the article that I have here from religionnews.com says it's like having 9-11 repeated on a loop every single day, except this time we don't need foreign terrorists to murder Americans. Ooh. Hoax. <laughs> or it's a complete hoax. You know, you make up your mind. It's 50-50. Yeah. It's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we were, you know, counting the number of deaths in the United States and we're like, it's almost up to the number of people that were killed on 9-11. That's horrific. Now that is happening every day. Every day. Wow. Well, obviously, once doctors figured out from Trump that they get paid more money if you die from COVID, you know, if you come in with a car accident, your head's chopped off. COVID! Give me my extra money. I like that graphic, Jeff. It's uh, the top deadliest days in American history so far. Number one is Galveston Hurricane. Number two is Antietam. Number three is San Francisco Earthquake. Number four, 9-11. Number five is last Friday. Number six is last Thursday. Number seven is last Wednesday. <laughs> Number nine wow. is Pearl Harbor. And that will have changed now because I'm sure probably we, we, we're daily now over 9-11, so we're at least at number four. Right. Yeah, um, because, uh, well, it, de it depends on how you count 9-11. On the people who died that day, absolutely, we're already over it. Uh, for the mm. people who have died because of mm. the actions during that day, that's still growing. There are people still dying because of uh, cancer that they got from, you know, first responders entering the, uh, the, yeah, the not, zone. Not 2,800 a day, though. Not 2,800 a day. <laughs> no. Nowhere near. But 2,800, more than 2,800 because of what happened on that day. So, right. Sure. Now, give it two weeks. We'll beat that number, too, because it's not going down. Yeah, we haven't gotten our Thanksgiving numbers in yet. No. Yeah, we're heading into that at the end of this week, so for hospitalizations, not deaths. <laughs> on the uh, on the side of stupid, I have to talk about uh, what happened in Rapid City in the southern uh, portion of Dakota, where the city council voted six to five in favor of a local mask mandate, so they passed a ma mask mandate. However... They then watered it down in a vote nine to one. Um, mm. They changed it so it's not enforceable by law. Businesses can enforce a mandate individually if they want to, or they can opt out. It also means uh, responsible people will be allowed to spread COVID and kill the elderly because Rapid City Council members just don't give a damn about their citizens. Um, the arguments that were made in this council meeting by some of the citizens... Uh, God created a nose, mouth, and chin to use daily. That's why we shouldn't wear a mask. <laughs> this is South Dakota, where under God, the people rule. And another person said, God did not put his breath inside you to be a disease-spreading monster. <clears throat> and yet you are. Hmm. I Yeah, these are the winning arguments, because they were all so about words, uh, religion. So the city council caved to crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, the city council listened to them and said, well, okay, well, we're still going to have a mask mandate if you want to participate. Those of you who don't want to participate, <laughs> just put up a sign that says we're not participating and you're good. That's a mandate. Mandate. So is every other... Is every other city in the country have a website you can go to to see if the, the, the local businesses are enforcing mask mandates? Because we've got two, I think. Oh, one's a Facebook group and one's a website where you can go to it and say, all right, show me um, insurance companies where I can go and sign paperwork and they'll wear a mask and they wear it all the time. And people report in and say, these ones do and these ones don't. Is that a thing anywhere else or just locally? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how to use the internet. I'm sorry. I usually, <laughs> I usually walk in and use my eyeballs. <laughs> okay. I certainly have only seen it here locally. Start up a Facebook group. Out your neighbors. <laughs> Outyourneighbors.com. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know what the details are on this story. I do recognize the town name. Uh, this is something that Karen put in from Williamsburg, New York, which I recognize the name because... Uh, we talked about unorthodox, the story about the Jewish woman ex escaping the ultra-orthodox uh, Hasidic Jews. Uh, they live in Williamsburg. So what's the, what's the funeral story in Williamsburg? Well, there was a Supreme Court case um, a couple of weeks ago about how the thing that New York City was no longer trying to do, they weren't allowed to do. They weren't allowed to limit the number of people that went to synagogues or churches. Um, so the, the synagogue that was behind that um, just had a giant... 5,000 person funeral against all of the rules of New York City in Williamsburg. So they're still pushing it. 5,000 people, most of them without masks in a giant crush of people. What could go wrong? To go to a funeral. Well, it's New York. They haven't had much of a COVID problem, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be a problem. Religion. Mm. Well, isn't that like, to, uh, um, it was just yesterday, our governor, like, I have an urgent announcement. I'm recommending you people don't go anywhere and wear masks and like, is again, we can't go into lockdown here in this state anymore, right? Well, he was told by the court that he couldn't. Mm. Yeah. That means I'm going to be forced to go into the office. Oh. That's not good. No. Yeah, because I know my boss. He's not going to, you know, be like, hey, this is, this is getting crazy. As of right now at my job, if you come to see a house from out of state, I have to have you sign a thing saying that you do not have coronavirus, that you've been tested within the last three days, or that you've quarantined for 14. Yeah, but there's no there's no teeth behind it, I'm assuming. Well, it's, it's supposed to more or less cover my ass if this person uh. does bring COVID into somebody's house. I'll be like, hey, they signed this saying they did it, so it's on them. Sure. So do you remember how Trump was all about, uh, you know, the U.S. is the best. We will have the uh, vaccine first. We will, we will, you know, beat this thing. I don't think those are the words he used. But in any case, so he was touting how Pfizer was coming up with this vaccine and they're beating all the records and they're, they're going to have the vaccine available. So it is available. If you live in the United <laughs> Kingdom, uh, the yeah. U.K. approved Pfizer uh, vaccine for emergency use. And it has, as I think just today... People started getting the vaccine in the United Kingdom. Yeah, first person got it today. Yeah. Yep. We're number one. How we're is cool. that? Again, like, and then they're saying, like, what I hear is that we're probably, the general public will not get it till next summer. Or the, right. this upcoming summer. I'm right. Sorry. Because upcoming also summer. because of Trump, literally, the, the Trump administration passed on a deal with Pfizer to buy more vaccines for use in uh, the United States. Um, so they're right now, Pfizer, I don't know how many the first wave was going to be, but it's going to be like, it was something really low, like in the th tens of thousands. But the UK was like, oh, you got a vaccine, eh? We'll buy a ton. Uh, they bought 40 million doses in total with 10 million due in the country by the end of the year. So they're going to get 
10 million vaccine doses by the end of the year. Meanwhile, the United States, well, you know, maybe some of the some of the hospital workers can get the vaccine. I mean, that'd be nice, mm. but Oh, no, those are going to the one percenters immediately. Well, probably. Yeah. Right, given <laughs> workers. <laughs> Preposterous. I got a serious thing to say and a funny thing to say. What do you want to hear okay. first? <laughs> uh, we're on a serious tone. You can yeah. continue there. I am shocked by, you know, Trump is, is touting the vaccine and it's great and this and that. And I see a ton of his supporters talking on Facebook about not taking vaccines. Like, like they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll take a vaccine, like in air quotes, you know, <laughs> like this is great. Like, I don't understand what these people want from him. <laughs> like. Or I guess it's just the complete mixed messaging that keeps coming out. Yeah, probably. About it being a hoax or you don't need a mask, but why do I, if I don't need a mask, why do I need a fucking vaccine? Right. And well, and the whole anti-science, I mean, once you go down the anti-science road, all science is evil. So, you know, don't get a, don't get a mammogram, don't get, you know, any tests at all because science is completely untrustworthy. Even if daddy alpha male Trump is telling me it's okay. I mean- well, Daddy Alpha Male Trump is telling you that the people that need it will have it. You don't need it. You're tough. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You'll be uh, fine. Okay, okay. Now, before you get to your funny thing, um, I did want to mention the the whole Pfizer vaccine a couple shows ago had expressed some trepidation on getting a vaccine that was being touted by Trump. In this case, Pfizer has totally distanced themselves from Trump. They were invited to the uh, their CEO or something was invited to the White House to participate in a, in a vaccine. Like a, a, they were pulling all the different players in to talk about the vaccine. Pfizer specifically was like, no, we are remaining apolitical. We are not going to participate with you. We are we're, we're going to you know file the paperwork with the the government agencies we need to, but we're we're staying out of the Trump engine altogether. So, uh, and from what I've seen, Pfizer has done everything that has been recommended by uh, you know scientists to to make sure that it's safe and effective. So yeah, yeah, I would be all for it if we could you know get our hands on any, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, t to be clear, this is still really, really quick. Yes. But uh, I'm still taking it as soon as I can get it. All right. Uh, one guy that I wanted to mention, Oklahoma. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, yeah, wait, wait, you wait. had a funny thing. Oh, yeah. Before you're off the fucking yeah, yeah, vaccine yeah. thing. <laughs> I watched a little special today, a little news segment on, uh, you know, because uh, Great Britain did a whole thing about the first person to get the vaccine and this and that. And everybody's cheering and the first nurse who administrated it. And then they had all these people talking about it. And I'm watching and I go. God, this is like the B-roll they show before a fucking zombie movie when they show you how it started. You know, and they're like, this was the first person in Britain. They're calling her patient. And they and literally, Great Britain patient is calling, zero. They're calling her patient A. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, thank God we're getting it in the summer. So at least we'll see which ones turn to zombies in Great Britain first. <laughs> oh. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure, too. It just modifies your T-cells a little. It'll be all right. <laughs> All right, on to the Oklahoma governor, uh, Kevin Stitt. Uh, he has a solution to deal with the COVID virus. He's calling for everyone, not thoughts and prayers, but to pray and fast. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he, he quotes uh, Second Chronicles, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So, you know, if you get enough upvotes, I will uh, take care of this virus for you. I'm on, I'm on board with this if you stay home and pray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay home, pray, don't eat. Yeah. 
Yeah, all those things. I was like, you Oklahomans are ridiculously obese, so fasting is not going to hurt you. <laughs> dip in, dip into that a little bit. Yeah, to do it yeah, at this home. Guy, this guy knows what's up. <laughs> now, I would uh, I would mention, as uh, the friendly atheist mentioned on this website, uh, this does this quote does come shortly after King Solomon sacrificed one hundred fifty thousand animals to appease God. So the Oklahoma mm-hmm. governor skipped step one and went straight <laughs> to the uh, fasting. Oh, didn't the Danes do that? Well, didn't sacri- the Danes have to sacrifice all their minks? Oh, oh, right. The minks. All the minks are gone. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Canada did, too. They yeah. put their her- herd down. <laughs> yep. So that part's check. Check and check. Here we go. We're good. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> all right. I don't remember this story. Who put the thing in about the uh, Florida scientist? <laughs> oh, so. Is this I the did. lady who got her home raided? Yes. This Ooh, is, this, this is, is exciting. Yeah, this is It insane. is exciting. So this this is the lady that, um I don't know, a couple of months ago, she used to work for the, the state government in Florida. She's the one that put together their COVID dashboard. And she's was insistent on using, you know, actual facts in her dashboard. And they kept pressuring her and pressuring her and pressuring her to change the facts and to make, the, make it look not so bad. And she refused. So they fired her. So she went home and she set up a new COVID-19 dashboard. And she's been doing that ever since. It's a privately run um, dashboard that she still hosts and she pulls publicly accessible data. So yesterday, I think it was yesterday, they raided her house. And not only did they raid her house, um, they raided her house with guns drawn on this poor woman. And they, you know, charged upstairs, put guns in the faces of her children. She And this is on video. You can look at it on the internet. It's amazing because she went again against what DeSantis wanted. So did? she's got Gun toting thugs in Did her house. Did the people who raided her house have a warrant? Yes, they had a warrant. Okay. There's a, there is appropriateness, though. There, she Did is the not video a show what happened yep. for the 45 minutes prior to them coming into the house? Not the video I saw. Okay. Maybe there is a video out there of them saying, We're here with the state of Florida. We're here to serve you this warrant. And she said, Go pound sand. Well, you think that was the case? They would come out with that right as soon as she this video came out. That hasn't been historically what has happened. They always come out with that well, information I later. I agree. I'm just saying that uh, you know, again, maybe there is no. I'm saying there's no video. She didn't turn on her cameras until they were kicking down her door with guns. No, she had. She has one of those you know, nanny cam things. It's always right. on. Yeah, she didn't have to turn it on. It's always on. Okay, well then, I would like to see what led up to that. All I'm saying is, if they had spent you know, X amount of time trying to appropriately serve the warrant and she refused them access to her house, then, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the warrant wasn't, you know, uh, appropriate, but apparently they went through the legal channels. I don't know all the details. I'm saying before I say, oh, this poor woman, I will need additional information. Well, first of all, you should be saying this poor woman because she was actually trying to do the right thing. Yeah. To begin with, you know, even after she was, uh, they told her not to, she was, posting the actual numbers or whatever she was doing. But second, even if she was like, I'm going to take a stand here, I'm not letting you in here because I'm a patriot or whatever the fucking her reason was, they could break down the door, but they got to stick a gun in her fucking daughter's face. Yeah. They know she, she's not, a, she's not, uh, has a warrant for drugs. This isn't a warrant for, you know, armed for, robbery. This is a, this to get is her a lap- to, was, co- to, to get collect her laptop. her laptop. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just to collect her laptop. So based on the nature of the warrant, you're allowed a certain amount of resistance? No, there's no in, no, no, no evidence that she resisted. 
But they even I'm, their, I'm not even they saying went in that, with guns drawn. I'm not saying based on the war. I'm saying based on what you're there for. Do you need to sh- stick a gun in somebody's face? I don't know. I'm asking if there is. I have heard that she, the the people who raided her house, said that she spent upwards of an hour resisting them from serving the warrant. Right. Uh, uh, that's fine. Right. What I'm saying resisting is... Resisting the warrant is fine? No, not resist. That's not it. What I'm saying is at that point where she's resisting, you get a thing, you break her door down, you have a warrant, you have a legal right to get in there. That's fine. Once you get in there, do you need to stick a gun in her face? Is what I'm asking. Yes. Really? Because if they are resisting, you because you've tried to peaceably serve the warrant, and now these people are resisting, you don't know what's behind that door. You don't know that it's her and her two kids. Why is she resisting? Maybe they, maybe she's armed. Maybe there are other people inside that are armed. Well, you don't. You think they're just going in blind? I mean, yes. Eh, I don't know, Ian. I feel like that's way overboard, considering yeah. the crime. Well, so, um, the uh, law enforcement commissioner Rick Swearingen. I kid you not. His name is Swearingen. All right, oh. this is tough now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he issued a statement saying that at no time were weapons pointed at anyone in the home. It's on video. Police officers, guns in hand, pointing them at the people in the house. That doesn't counter Ian's argument. However, it does. Uh, it, it's immediately false, right? The fact that the mm. commissioner is asserting a falsehood is questionable, right, right there. Right. I, I would, right. I would argue that it's also just the whole thing is highly suspicious because she used to work for the government. She quit because the, she didn't want to do what the government wants said. She started hosting her own data that countered what the government said. And strangely, the police then showed up to take away her hardware and prevent her from posting any more data. And for the IT people out there, the thing that she was accused of doing that started all of this nonsense was she was accused of sending a text message or an email message, or a message from a shared account. So her and all the people at the Department of Health shared an account that was capable of sending a message to multiple people, and she's accused of, of um, sending a message out. That That's it. So she's accused of inappropriately using you know, electronic equipment, something like that. To send an email. To send an email, yeah, or a text, whatever it was, some kind of message. That is what she's being charged with or accused of, and that gets you a gun in your face, and that's okay. No, resisting gets you a gun in your face. Which part of that am I not making clear? Well, I don't know that. Like, I mean, I don't know that that happened, but sure, if that happened, I still don't think that gets you a gun in your face. But at least it explains Almost a little bit. Almost everything gets you a gun in your face. Mm. Are you? Do you agree with that though? No. Well, then what is the argument? What's that? That because that's just the way things. You know, that happens. I can't. I can't stop that from happening. Right, but we're just saying that that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. That's all we're saying. I'm saying that resisting, I understand it if there was, if she was resisting. If she was barring, if she was intentionally barring them from serving this warrant, which theoretically they legally acquired. Now, it's, it is super fishy. Mm. Them acquire, you know, everything they're trying to do to this woman stinks. But, you know, if the Gestapo comes knocking and, you know, they're at your door and you're like, nope, sorry, can't come in. That, that was your own folly. That was a poor choice. Step two is guns are drawn. Yes. I see what you're saying. Um, as long as we're in agreement that it seems that... Uh, it, oh my god, they're definitely trying to... Completely well, wait a minute. I, so what is Ian's argument? That like she shouldn't be surprised this happened? No. No, uh, no. I mean, are, are, I feel like... Are, are you saying... Wait, are you saying the officers were justified... You're saying that the officers are justified in drawing their guns? 
Because if, in fact, she resisted, yes. But but resisting by not opening the door. Correct. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't think they were justified. Sorry. I think by the That's law, fine. currently, they are justified in doing so. Oh, I'm not, by the law, I'm not saying that they, that there's any recourse or anything they can do. I'm just saying morally, I think it was wrong. I don't think there's- everything they're doing to this woman sounds morally wrong. I don't think she has a case or anything like that, like, against this. Like, that won't, that won't hold up. I'm just saying it's crazy. Well, I think if, I think if they actually went into, I think if they actually went into her house, went upstairs and put guns in her children's faces, she probably has a case. Well, it's hard It's hard to, to say that because if they have a warrant, she didn't open the door, they are legally justified to go in, they they are legally justified to draw their weapons at that point because they don't know, why are you resisting? We have a warrant, we've told you we've out, we have a warrant. At the point where, where you are resisting a, a court-ordered warrant, I, I understand having guns drawn. And like Ian said, they don't know that there's kids in the house. They don't know that there's not. Well, wait a minute. There's a big difference between drawn and then when you get in there, pointing them in people's faces. I mean, again, I don't know the situation when they got in there, what was going on. If they were just sitting on the couch waiting. All right, dude, calm down. Put your fucking gun down. Whatever. The whole situation sucks. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. And I think it was specifically meant to intimidate her. I mean, the, the... they went after her. They, you know, served a warrant to, to get a laptop because she sent a text message? Come on. From a shared account, which is an IT ridiculousness. So, as Jeff said when we originally started, uh, I think it's funny that, well, it's, it's kind of funny. Jeff said that it's terrifying. And I think that he said that because he also lives in Florida. Um, mm. <laughs> I think it would be terrifying. But at the same time, I think, I, I do think Ian has a point that if you do resist the police officers who come to your home with a warrant, your day is not going to end well. Mm. And with all the shootings going on, I think uh, I think it's – was intimidation a factor? Sure. But I think uh, resisting a, a court warrant is just a dangerous thing to do in general. So I am going to move on. That, that was an interesting discussion. Um, <laughs> a couple other things real quick. Uh, there is a uh, couple, couple doctors in Oregon who have been – uh, suspended their medical license suspended because of their denying of the uh, of the virus. Uh, one of them is a total anti-vax f- uh, physician. How is that a thing? Uh, yeah, I don't that is yeah. so odd. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but they've been pushing unproven treatments, unscientific treatments, and uh, the they one of them actually spoke publicly about how. He and all of his clinic staff never wear a mask, and they've never had a problem, so it's just a hoax. <laughs> so in any case, the medical board suspended their two two people's licenses. Good. I'm glad. I, I don't know how it can get to this point where you can have doctors who are anti-vaccine. Well, there are, there are idiotic doctors. It's like there are idiotic presidents. <laughs> Another one, an anti-vax doctor and hydroxychloroquine promoter, uh, Jane Orient, has been invited to testify in the Senate by uh, Senate Republicans. Of course, of course they did. (laughs) Uh, This one I found interesting on religionnews.com. There is a group, this is another group of uh, Jewish individuals, rabbis in this case, who are saying that the Supreme Court, having what they call relentless intervention on behalf of religion. So the Supreme Court putting out statements about religious freedom. They say that this 
religion becoming wildly associated with hypocrisy and medieval phobias of science. So they, uh, they, or I guess they wrote a letter. I think it was a letter to the Supreme Court saying, really, you need to stop doing this because you're causing religions to just be associated with hypocrisy and, uh, and, and phobia of science. I, I think the rabbis have uh, something wrong. And I think that's because religions are based on hypocrisy and phobias it's of phobias science. And- phobias. So I agree with what they have in mind and that the uh, Supreme Court shouldn't be making religious freedom judgments. But at the same time, I don't agree with their uh, their theory. Well, I mean, but I think the, the, the one point that, you know, having – are they going as far as saying, you know, the Dark Ages were caused by – the insistence on having religion as the presiding law of the land. Them? No. I don't think so. They're not going that far. They're just trying to argue that, okay, don't make it just about Christianity. <laughs> well, they're rabbis, so it's to them it's not just about yeah. Christianity. Sure. But they're, they're saying that the Supreme Court's setting a bad precedent because they don't want to be associated with uh, religious groups that are, you know, anti-science and... Uh, yeah, for good reason. I mean, that, you know, dark ages. Unfortunately, you're religious, so you're going to be associated. Sorry. Yeah. All right, final story. Wrapping up quick. Monolith Watch. <laughs> so we talked about it previously. We talked about how Monolith appeared in Utah, disappeared, reappeared in Romania, disappeared there, reappeared in California, was then torn down by, and everybody is just saying this, and I, I don't know whether it was torn down by religious bigots. I'm not really sure how they got the title of religious bigots, but uh, I'm not going to argue. Um, so they tore down the monument and replaced it with a cross. And uh, one of them was quoted as saying, Christ is king in this country. We don't want illegal aliens from Mexico or outer space. That is true. I saw the video. <laughs> what I can't tell if it was done as a joke, though, or if it was serious. <laughs> I took them serious, but... I'm done with the monolith. <laughs> Me too, but I, again, I love a good hoax, and these guys are getting a lot of press for their efforts, so good for them. I'm sorry, Ian. I saw the video that blew this thing wide open already. Uh-oh. Someone had one of those uh, cameras outside that, uh, what do they call them, hunting cameras or whatever? Mm-hmm. Trail cam? Yeah, trail cam. And uh, it's pretty obvious. I saw Bigfoot place the monolith, turn to the cam and wave, and then walk away. So... <laughs> Done. We know what's up. That, that makes the most in sense. In Utah? Man, there's not even a woods to hide in out there. No, no, this isn't just some random woods. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so while we're on the monolith, I thought these two articles were interesting. They make the whole monolith thing a little bit more interesting. Um, while talking to Stephen Colbert, uh, former President Obama says, when asked by Colbert what he knows about the UFOs, Obama said, I, I can't comment on it. Well, funny you should mention that because an hour ago a story broke that a former Israeli space security chief said that the U.S. is allegedly in contact with the Galactic Federation of Aliens. Exactly. Hey, guess what our next story is? Oh, all right. Good deal. <laughs> so Obama won't deny that there's, you know, some alien contacts already exist. And an Israeli space security chief says that they absolutely di- exist and that the, uh, what did he call it? Yeah, the, the Galactic Federation. Um, so there you go. We've made an agreement based on an understanding, the fabric of the universe, he says. And he also Whatever said that, that uh, the aliens don't want us to tell the general public because they're pretty much, we're a backwater and uh, we'll freak out. And uh, So why is he doing it then? 
because he says that he has, you know, he, he's made his bones, he's retired, he's got all of his awards and accolades and degrees and stuff, and he's done, so now he, there's no repercussions for him saying it. But I want to loop back to the previous two story, which is those people that replaced the uh, monolith with a cross and sure. said, Christ is king in this country, we don't want illegal aliens from Mexico or outer space, and if this Israeli story is true, they're abs- the aliens are absolutely right. We're not ready for this. We've got idiots like that, like those people putting crosses in the places of monoliths. So, yeah, we're not ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I always held to the f- truth that the only thing that would ever unite this planet together was an attack from aliens. And I'm like, no, not now. No. No. Because I have a feeling if the aliens came down peacefully, the conservatives would hate them. And if they attacked, they'd join with them. <laughs> yeah. Because they'll flock to the Alpha, mm-hmm. and they'll see the alien as the Alpha. <laughs> I'm a Galactic Federation patriot, bitch! <laughs> I personally agree with what Alpha says on Discord. I, I welcome our new Galactic Overlords. <laughs> <laughs> all hail ants. <laughs> uh, Alright, that's it. That's all I got. Does anybody have anything else? The, um, yeah, the sexy, sexy movie on Hallmark about a Sexy Colonel Sanders starring Mario Lopez. Oh, man, I was going to put that in the list. (laughs) What What? is that all about? (laughs) Uh, I have trouble accepting that that's real, but it really seems legit at this point. Oh, it's totally real. (sighs) But it looks like a prank. The trailer looks like a prank. Everything looks like a prank What's the guy's name? He's from Save... Mario Lopez. Is that Saved by the Bell? Yeah. 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 Hashtag not the onion. Man. (laughs) I I mean, it looks like it's supposed to be... They're calling it a mini movie. It's probably just a long ass commercial. Mm. Yeah, it, it the whole trailer looks totally tongue in cheek. There's no way it's it's. I mean, again, if it's purely sponsored by KFC and this is some really disturbing viral marketing campaign, then good for them. But if it's something other than that, then I don't understand. It's called Recipe for Seduction. Yeah. It's about the love story involving Colonel Sanders. I, yeah, I just, Mario Lopez, that's what made me want to throw it in. <laughs> I'm baffled and confused. I don't understand. Yeah, when's it air? <laughs> we might as well plug it at this point. I'm watching it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm amused by the fact that it's on the home. Is it the Hallmark Channel? Uh, I can't remember Lifetime. if it's Hallmark Life- or Lifetime. 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 Okay. Well, it's a romantic yeah. uh, story about Colonel Sanders. So, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, but there's still some elements of betrayal. I'm so and other sketches of yeah, like Hallmark <laughs> right now. I think you can only air oh, right Christmas movies, Christmas mm. movies. So December thirteenth at noon. Mm. All right, I'll put All it right. in the phone after this show. Wow. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Nope. Nope. All right, then that's all we're going to have for this week. Uh, I want to start by thanking our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially those of you who join tonight and uh, you know share the video of uh, Colonel Sanders, sexy Colonel Sanders. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, you can support it by sharing the podcast on social media, leaving review, or joining us on uh, Discord by signing up on our Patreon page. We do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to contact us you to, uh, to argue with us, you can do so on our <laughs> Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Also, please check out other shows on a podcasting network called the Soon To Be Named Network, SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. Get you all access to all the shows, even the shows that no longer are being made, archived. So you can check it out. <laughs> and keep an eye out for the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. 
Good night, and may your God go with you. Yeah.